Bro, 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 bro. Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Oh, but yeah. out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm <laughs> all great. about I'm all about That's it. That's a t-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Marcus. He is Mike Forrest. And we are the Mikes on Mikes. How's it going, Mike? I'm doing a hugging pose right now. I don't know what I'm doing it. Well, we all know that Hogan must pose and Stone Cold must stun, right? That's, uh, that's the latest what, revelations. That is what we found out this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, we had a big weekend. Our hundredth episode dropped last last weekend. If you didn't check it out, please go do so. And we had, you know, a lot of things go down in the world of wrestling. But before that, Mike, you know what we got to do. We gotta go back in time to quote yes, Huey, sir. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> so let's get in our DeLorean, spin that some bitch around, and go back to last week on Drive By. What did I just say? This sucker's electrical, but I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! What the hell is this gigawatt? All right, Mike, last week on Drive-By, we were talking about um, some different things going on. We made mention of Chompa's neck injury and how that might affect different things. Something that occurred to me when listening back, and I, I actually, I think I had this thought actually before we even discussed it, but I forgot to mention it on the show. We heard that they already have a way to return Champa, kind of written and planned out. You know, Gargano is not being seen alongside Alistair Black or Ricochet on the main roster, and I think it would be kind of interesting if they did a whole storyline where Gargano's got even more anger towards Champa, Champa, because his injury is costing them their spot on the main roster. That's an interesting way to book things. Now, if you're caught up with NXT TV, spoiler alert, if you're not, uh, they um, did um, lose in the Dusty Classic uh, tournament, and Ciampa appeared to try to again attack Gargano, but Gargano ended up getting the better of him and throwing him into the video board. All, uh, you know, what's happened in the past with those two. So I don't know if that's the route they're going, but it would be an interesting turn. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I like anything. Any... That, I like anything that's really going on between these two guys, and any way to further develop that story is a okay with me. Do I have anything? Yeah. Yes, I do, Mike. All right, go ahead. Last week we said the Shield got formed to take on the Bar and someone else. We couldn't figure out who it was. First of all, they didn't get reformed to take on the Bar. 
they got reformed to take on the fucking Miztourage. And then later, right. and then later, right. then later, it was like someone backstage was like, yo, did we just really have the shield reform to take on the fucking Miztourage? And then the bar got involved. <laughs> and, as, and when they did a three on three, the bar would step in with the Miz. Because someone had to say something. Someone was like, yo, we got to get somebody better than this in here. But yeah, the shield had to, we had to get the band back together because the Miztourage was all over the place. No one, no one could get over on the Miztourage. Yeah, right. Okay. But yeah, that's all I have for last week. Yeah, solid, solid, uh, solid callback. We, both of us were struggling to remember that. I have one other thing you brought up last week when we were discussing Samoa Joe winning the U.S. title that you weren't necessarily crazy about the uh, R-Truth U.S. title run at first, but you kind of started to dig what was going on with that. And something that I should have brought up is this is a perfect example of WWE doing something right and, and doing something knowing the duration of how something should be played out because this R-Truth U.S. title run the the John Cena fan gimmick that he was kind of going with, I think they had it the perfect length. Because anything less, you kind of would have wanted a little more. Anything more would have started to get rather annoying. Yeah, I would agree with that. That was a, That's an astute observation. It was the perfectly timed little gimmick title run. Because it was a gimmick title run. Yeah, 100%. And while it was funny and while it was entertaining... It was exactly what it needed to be. It got our truth, you know, more over, if so, if possible, uh, and let them tell a story that actually was entertaining for the fans. Yeah, well, we always say we want something new, and then they give us something new, and we shit on it, and that's kind of what I did. I shit on something new. I would just, I just, before we cut that off, I just... I don't like when people that are essentially, and no offense to R-Truth, but he's a fucking joke, right? Like, his character on the show. Not him, like R-Truth the person, uh, whatever his real name is. But his character on the show is known to be kind of like a joke. And I don't really like when people like that are given titles. It's does a disservice to the belt. No, uh, but I, I, don't I feel can totally that, see I, where you're coming from. But I don't feel like this run did that. Anyway, go ahead and shoot your gimmick off, man. This has been last week on Drive By. So take it and check yourself before you wreck yourself. So take it and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on and check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right, Mike, we had Fastlane this past weekend. Uh, uh, as much as you hate to kind of describe it like that, but technically a throwaway pay-per-view. However, technically, a, a lot of things really came into play on this show. Uh, a lot of stories were, I want to say, tightened up or firmed up or kind of directions that we're going were kind of pointed out to us. So I think we need to go over some of these and go over Fastlane as a whole. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right. So the first thing that I kind of noticed, uh, a little bit maybe unfortunate for this individual, but Mustafa Ali who was probably, possibly slated to be in the position that Kofi's in right now. Uh, maybe not exactly the same, but I've got thoughts on that. similar. I, I feel like 
you know, this kind of storyline with Kofi getting told he was going to be added to the title match, and then really it was just a match, and he gets beat down by the bar, and then it's still a triple threat match for the WWE title, but it's Ali who was added. And I feel like Ali was added simply to now be the guy to take the pin and have the match, you know, end. We don't, we don't diminish Kevin Owens on his return, which I guess makes sense. And we keep the title on Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. I mean, that seems to be what it looks like Ollie was added for. I, I'm starting, I don't honestly, I know we've been saying that this was Ollie's spot that Kofi has. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if this would have worked with Ollie. I really don't. I don't know if it would have either. We don't have 11 years of goodwill invested in this dude. And I think that's a big part of what's making Kofi so successful right now. I would agree. I would agree. I think, you know, and I don't know. I don't know if it's still unfamiliar unfamiliarity. I don't know if it's his music doesn't quite catch. But you don't really hear much of a reaction when his entrance starts. Him being Mustafa Ali. I think he's over. But I don't think he's over to the degree that they would have hoped he would have been by now. Course, yeah, no. I, I, they're I, fast-tracking the shit out of him. And uh, it's a little obvious. And fans do tend to hate an obvious fast-track. So, uh, Clearly we fight against the obvious. So, I mean... It's still, he's still in high profile spot right now, so I don't want to write it off. I don't want to write him off. Clearly, somebody sees something in him, even if that's just Daniel Bryan. And I don't mean just Daniel Bryan to diminish the pool that Daniel Bryan has, because I feel like it's a lot. That being said, I don't think, I think they wanted to let him have a little bit of that spotlight while also using him to their advantage in this fast lane scenario. Mm, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Because they, they got to get what they can out of him. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, something else that was a big setup for WrestleMania. Uh, a lot of people have said it's all been convoluted. It's hard to argue when you compare the night after Rumble, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey facing off, goosebump-inducing moment that had Michael Cole say, can WrestleMania just be tomorrow? Uh, to in the match, out of the match, suspended, arrested, in the match, out of the match. I had lost count of how many times we even did this, and now Rousey comes out, purposely attacks Lynch to make sure that she is added to the match, which I don't hate that ending to the match. I kind of thought it might go that way. That way no one looks weak, everyone looks strong. Uh, Rousey might technically technically look dumb for adding a second opponent in the same match. That being said, Rousey believes she can kill both of these women, so it doesn't seem that far off. I thought it was a genius ending to the match, because the complaints from Raw were, why would she beat her ass if she wants her in the match, but she has to beat Charlotte five days from now. So it to win the match, to, to, win get, the in match to get in there, yeah. so it doesn't make sense that she would physically wreck her like this. I don't understand. And then to have her come out and do this, it's like she had this whole plan anyway. Right. And I, I thought it perfectly made sense. It was a 
great way to like continue the story. It answered everyone's well, well you shut everyone up, including me. Um, right. I thought that it was a brilliant way to do it. I love the way Becky smirked and laughed about it at the end. Um, I thought everything was very well done here. Very well done. They're telling a good story here. They're telling a good story, and people are just being shitty about it. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Uh, not because of what happened in the Fastlane match, but I, I feel... I feel like maybe this has hurt Becky. Nah. Just the, the whole story arc. Um, I don't think it's unrepairable by any means. Uh, I don't know where I heard it, and I apologize for saying it without giving credit to whoever said it, but I heard it somewhere this week, read it somewhere this week, something along those lines is, just give Becky a mic and let her sell this match. And I hope that's what they do. I think that's what they're going to do. And I think that that will fix any doubt that anybody might have. But again, like we said, when this whole triple threat was starting to really take shape, you've got the most over character in pro wrestling right now in Becky Lynch. You have probably the best female performer in the world in Charlotte Flair and you have the biggest name in women's athletics and wrestling at this point in Ronda Rousey. What more could you ask for? Her not have been on crutches as long. That is one thing you could ask for and I'll give you that. Now, let me hit you with this, Mike. We main eventing with this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is closing the show. Definitely. It would be in it would Definitely. be, even, even though, even though, and we'll touch on this in a little bit, but even though Kofi Mania is running wild. Yeah, I still think that this is, they're real big on their firsts, man, especially when it comes to women's shit. Yeah, you're not wrong, and I definitely think it would be. And I think that Ooh. this would, like, you know, they got this first thing looking them right in the face. And if you would want to see some some internet outrage, all you'd have to do is not put this match on last and or, they would succeed in or, that. Or also put it on last and succeed in that. <laughs> also, that is a possibility. Uh, something that still is cloudy that didn't necessarily get resolved on Sunday is the SmackDown women's title picture. Uh, we had Asuka versus Mandy Rose. We had Sonya Deville looking frantically under the ring for a kendo stick or something to apparently help Mandy Rose, and Mandy trips on the apron, and on SmackDown, we get a, a sonya Oscar match, and Mandy kind of intentionally does the same thing to DeVille. So we're clearly building tension between these two. My question for you is, is this to do another triple threat on the women's side, yeah. or is this just to get them out of that picture and get Oscar a different opponent? Maybe just to get them out of that picture. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really, because this is like, put... I, that's what I was about to say. I'm really confused with what we do with that title going into Mania. It's it's almost too late to build a new feud. So right. I'm not really sure. It seems like an odd state to me. But, so you know, I'm not a booker. Do we have another triple threat women's match on the same pay-per-view? That seems insane and absurd. There's a... I mean, sure, why not? Why not, man? 
Every title change changed at Wrestle Kingdom. No one really gave a shit. So why? Yeah, can't, but were they all triple threat matches? Why can't WWE <laughs> have two triple threat matches? I mean, they can. I, I, I almost you're gonna hate me for saying this. I'd almost rather see a fourth or fifth person added if we're gonna do that. Sure. You know, throw Naomi in there for whatever I, reason. I don't disagree uh, with that. You know, maybe if you want to give Lacey Evans the shine, give her the shine, whatever we got to do. But I think it would just change it up. Uh, something else that changed, Mike, is the team besties. Uh, Shane McMahon made the turn, which we all kind of thought at first, but then it seemed way clearer that it would be the other way around. But no, they gave us a Shane McMahon heel turn. How about that? I thought for sure that was going to be a Shane McMahon heel turn. Like, I, I really was surprised that other people thought that Miz was going to turn heel. Like, he just turned face, y'all. He wasn't going heel on yeah. this. This was going to be yeah. a Shane... I, I, that's part of the reason why I was not looking forward to it, because now it's like basically like the whole McMahon family's assholes. Mm, yeah, Steph well, and Hunter are still doing this. Steph's a tweener, and Hunter's doing this weird face thing right now, part of the time. Right. Yep. Vince's heel, full blown. So, <laughs> uh, I was disappointed that now we're back to, like, you know, mostly asshole McMahons. But, story's got to progress. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes because Miz has not been a baby face for a very long time. And Shane hasn't been a heel for a very long time. So. I mean, hey, uh, like we say all the time, let's not uh, let's not throw the book out when the first couple chapters are, you know, all we've read. And I know this story's been going on for a while, but this part of the story is brand new. So let's see where it goes. I'm I'm interested, and I'm all for it. I think it can definitely be. I mean, is it going to be match of the night? No, but with Miz in there, I think that we can definitely tell a good story. And I. I'm curious to see where it leads, where Miz, it goes. Miz is super underrated at telling his story in the ring. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Is there anything else from Fastlane that stuck out for you? Uh, I, you know, I'm. We'll talk about all of it. I'm sure. Like, okay. Any, okay. Oh. There was. I mean, we're, we're going to get to everything, so. Yeah, probably wrapping up or uh, into these other segments. We're gonna obviously expand on the WrestleMania card and what WWE has done properly. As far as Fastlane is concerned, Mike, how, what do you feel overall? Uh, a to F scale, what do you give it? Um, it was like another B. You know, Shield reunion was cool, I guess. Yeah, let let me let me touch on that for a minute because I was with you a hundred percent. Don't need it. Didn't really want it. I gotta be honest, man. That was a fun match to watch. It was a fun match to watch, and if it's the last time we're ever gonna see these guys, then right on, man. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. I would also give this pay per view. I'd probably give it a B plus, to be quite honest. It was a really solid show. Uh, we did get some things kind of ironed out for WrestleMania, and I just gotta be the one to give props to WWE for 2019. Their pay per views have been top-notch they really have they they they're especially their throwaway their quote-unquote throwaway pay-per-views yeah. yeah those have been very very good surprisingly good because you go into them with yep. like not really high expectations 
and then you get a B, you're calling it a B plus show out of it. Man, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a good feeling at the end of, the, of a show like that. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Um, hold on, real fast. I did think of something. I, I my coworker that watches wrestling that I've mentioned from time to time on here, he comes up to me the next day, Monday, and he's like, "That was <laughs> that was such bullshit last night." I hated it. And I was like, what part of it? He was like, all of it. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I said, why? He said, it was, so, it was so fucking predictable. And I said, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. It was so predictable. And he said, yeah, like, who didn't know that Daniel Bryan was going to win? And, like, the Shield was going <laughs> to win? And I was like, well, duh, man. It's a throwaway pay-per-view to get us to WrestleMania. And, he, and I was like, this is just like, I said, this wasn't even like the culmination of the story. You're mad that chapter, like, chapter 10's the end, and you're mad that chapter 9 wasn't the end of the fucking story. I, and he was like, well, it was just all so predictable to me. And I was like, okay, man, well, let me throw it at you like this, right? I said, you're a Marvel movie fan? He said, yeah. I said, you're going to go watch Endgame. He said, of course I am. I said, all right, so, but, like, you know the Avengers are going to beat Thanos at the end of that movie, right? Spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler he alert. was like, well, obviously, and I was like, okay, but, like, you, but like you're, you're not bitching about that. And he's like, well, I don't know how we're going to get there. And I was like, you didn't know how we were going to fucking get there tonight. You didn't right. know. You didn't know how they were going to do that. And we're still not even there yet. There's three weeks away. It, it it's funny how wrestling is entertainment, but it does never it it does never it does not ever get treated like entertainment when it comes to response and just things like this things people being upset with a story because it didn't go the way they thought it would or I was gonna say the same response would have been. If it wasn't quote unquote predictable, like I can't believe they took the title off of Daniel Bryan. Why would they do that before WrestleMania? So you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally get it. I just you're right. Like <laughs> no, the only show that gets any kind of comparable week to week hate is The Walking Dead. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it, and it's not even really comparable. It's it's not because it's different. But you're right, and. Maybe it's because of the passionate fan base, but maybe it's just because people are stupid. I think it's both. <laughs> passionate stupidity. And, and and right before we wrap up, Mike, uh, we're going to throw to Boris and Bart here, but all that being said, I finally got it figured out, and I finally can say on drive-by, the winner of the drive-by pickums. For Fastlane was Ray Cobra. We uh, I did Wait, a point did system. Did you say this his time. name was Ray Cobra? Ray Cobra was the sign-in name. What that is a, correct. What a great name. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if that's a work name or shoot name. I'm gonna take it that it's a work name. Uh, <laughs> the he scored a 26 out of 31 possible points. What I did was I assigned two points to each match, and then we had three bonus questions with. I think we're variable points. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, that being said, 26 out of 31, Ray Cobra got every match right, and 
got all but one bonus question right. So props to you, my man. I hope you had all had fun doing this. Uh, no one came close. I actually think the closest to him was once again, the wife. <laughs> uh, so wow. she's, uh, she's fantasy booking me under the table, I guess. So how does, about that? Does she know that yet? No, I don't tell her this stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't tell her either. Holy shit. No. I would no never way. let my wife know she was ever better at me than anything. <laughs> but congratulations to you, Ray Cobra. Uh, we will be doing this again for WrestleMania. I had it figured out so I can get these points system, the point system taken care of, and I can find a winner way, way quicker and easier. So you will always get a shout-out on this podcast following the pay-per-view. Uh, we're now going to throw to our new correspondents, Boris and Bart. Uh, see, I did it right, Boris. Hang tight. We will be right back. What's up, wrestling fans? It's Boris and Bart on the Super Show Report. That's right, guys. And today we're going to talk about a little bit of a sad subject. My Olympic gold medalist hometown hero, Kurt Angle, he's hanging up the singlet. It is right. It is very sad. I have always loved the steel angle. He is a fantastic wrestler. Superstar! Shut your mouth. I hate when you say that. It is getting very old, very fast. I don't think so. I think it's funny every time. But, um, yeah, so Kurt's hanging him up. But, uh, he has one last match coming. Who's he going to be against? Kurt was always, he was amazing. He was really super funny. It is true. It is true. Um, he was always, uh, he was a great in-ring technician. He was such a great storyteller. Maybe the best in-ring performer of all time. It is true. It is true. Boris, are you going to do that the whole time? Because it's bad. What are you talking about? You know what you're doing. It's Kurt's catchphrase, and you're doing it really bad. Real bad. I do not think so. I think it is very good. It's not. Um, anyways, I'm going to pick who I think Kurt should wrestle at WrestleMania. And then Boris is going to tell me if he likes it. And then Boris is going to choose who he thinks Kurt should have his final match against. And I'll tell Boris what I think. You will not. I do not care what you think. Fine. Um, anyway, so I think that Kurt should wrestle John Cena. It would be perfect. John Cena started his career with Kurt Angle. So, Kurt should end his career with John Cena. You are not allowed to cheer for the John. You are not allowed. I know. I don't like Cena. Here we go. I don't like him. It's true. It's true. That's how you say it. But, he, I don't like Cena, no. But, it will be still a perfect match. A perfect match for Kurt at WrestleMania. That's my choice. All right, then. My choice for WrestleMania. For the Iron Kurt. Is none other than Sami Zayn. That's right, Sami Zayn. Whoa, talk about out of left field. Dude, you don't even like Sami Zayn. You hate him. That is right, out of the farthest of the fields. Sami Zayn, Iron Court, WrestleMania, retirement match would be perfect. And here's why. I can't wait for this, guys. This, press record now. This should be real weird. All right, shut your mouth. Anyways, all right, Sami Zayn, it is time. Kurt Angle, I want you to snap off his hands. Whoa, dude, what? 
That's right. Snap off his annoying hands and throw them into the crowd. Guys, I didn't know he was going to say this. I don't know what his problem is. It's weird, dude. It's morbid. Anyways, he needs to throw them into the crowd for the fan. They can take them home and have his obnoxious hands for the rest of their lives. And then Kurt can put him in the ankle lock, and he will not tap out because he does not have hands. All right, dude. It was a good pick, but it's weird. Whatever you're doing is weird. Um. Anyways, guys, Kurt always lived, and he he wrestled by the three eyes. Intensity. That is right. Integrity! This is very true. And I gotta say something about Becky Lynch! Are you kidding me? You promised me you would not speak of the girls. You said this was about the Iron Cart, and you lied to me. No, it was really supposed to be, but guys, this is a plea for help. The man is not over anymore. They're not cheering for her, the pop. It's gone! It's totally gone, guys! We have to save the main event of WrestleMania, or it can't be. They will take it away from us. Vince will take it away. It is true. Vince can take it away. He can do whatever he wants, and you do not have one word to say. Bad about the McMahon. He has done everything for us, everything you could possibly imagine. You will shut your mouth. Vince has done more bad than good lately. Dude, and you know it. Kofi Kingston is, I think, the reason for Becky Lynch's demise. I know it's so strange, and I love Kofi. It's Kofi Mania, but there, there's not enough room in our hearts for two. There isn't mine, but the rest of you, I plead to you, please, cheer for the man, cheer for her. The man's dying. Shut your mouth. You sound like a crying girl. Not to say anything bad about the girls. Except for women wrestlers. Anyways, thank you very much for joining us today on the Super Short Report. I am Boris, and this here, my crying cousin, that is Bart. Thank you very much. Please, guys, just hear just a little louder for Becky, please. Well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want, Mike. Now tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'm gonna tell you what I want, what I really, really want. You gonna? I'm gonna. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. I just was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna say it back. <laughs> well, what I mean that, I mean oh. that promo on Monday night. And <sighs> we sat here last week and praised Triple H for the amazing promo he did in the ring, by himself, to Batista, and then we had this when they were both in the same building. I don't know if Batista forgot what he was trying to say. You didn't like it? (sighs) Not really. I'm not going to shit you, man. I love this whole fucking promo. I loved it. I I thought thought Batista was hilarious. And well, now you're telling me that that like probably like I probably like watched it wrong. Like he probably wasn't supposed to be hilarious, is what you're saying. Like I thought I, he was so funny. Like I thought the whole bit was like I thought everything was great. I thought Hunter was like a perfectly like angry, frustrated. I loved the Guardians <laughs> of the Independence scene line. That line was fantastic. I loved that Batista came out with security. And I loved all of it. I loved how Batista was dressed. I loved that he was yeah, like, uh, yeah. I yeah. loved that he was a fucking little like 
prick. I, I loved all of it, dude. I thought he was hilarious. I loved Listen, it. Listen, I'm not saying that saying I didn't that he like it. That he wasn't supposed I'm to be just, hilarious. I'm saying and I'm not sure. Oh, well. <laughs> I laughed I've, a lot. I've seen, I've seen the memes. I've seen the stuff online. And it's... <laughs> I, it, it's not taking me out of it. Don't get me wrong. I just think when you compare the two promos, it's like a tale of two cities. You know what I mean? Like it was night yeah, and day. Yeah, they're both very different. But, you know, as far as the build for this match, I, I've heard some talking heads say, man, I hope that this wasn't Batista's only on-screen time. Uh, something I do agree with is uh, Batista was threatening to hurt people Hunter loves, maybe we should have done that. I mean, clearly, they have to get the promo posters out there. They have to get the material out to the city, to the fans, to know what this card is building up to. So I get it. But it would be nice to see Batista maybe attack someone that Hunter loves. It clearly wouldn't have to be Steph. You know, it could be Finn Balor. It it could be, uh, you know, someone that you know is one of Hunter's boys, if that makes sense. It could be Road Dog. You get what I'm saying? Like, it could be anybody. Uh, so I think that would add to it. I, I guess it's not necessarily needed. And I don't know if we're going to get Batista on Raw or SmackDown. I'd like to see Triple H on SmackDown for some reason and see Batista show up there, see what they could do with that. But are you more or less excited for this match after the couple weeks we've had to build for it? I am equally excited. I said last week that I was very excited for it, and I remain very excited for it. Remain at the same level. Uh, yeah, I mean, peak look, the, Batista's a draw. You know, I, I put up a poll on the page last week to kind of bounce off of what we said after the comment of the 7 million views compared to uh, the, the ticket party announcement for... for Double or nothing. You know, and again, I'm going to stick to my guns. I know you kind of disagree. You still think that Kenny Omega is a bigger wrestling star, but I just don't think he is. I don't think you could. And I know, yes, yes, Batista is a guardian of the galaxy. He's a Marvel character. He's a huge actor. a bigger star. Kenny Omega is a bigger wrestling star. But when it's in the world of wrestling, Mike. No, stop. I'm going to solve this right now, Mike. Right now. Right, right now okay Kenny Omega shows up on Raw next week are you more excited about Batista or him <sighs> stop you're more excited about Kenny Omega being there it, it, and that's why yeah, and that's why, I see. that's why Kenny Omega is a bigger wrestling star I see what you're saying because but... you asked bigger wrestling star he's a bigger wrestling star he is man because if you've never seen a Marvel movie, you don't care that Batista shows back up. You do. No, I don't know if that's no, fair. I'm not I don't know say if that's that. fair. I'm not going to say that. You don't see a Marvel movie, but Batista shows back up. You're very excited, but you're not Kenny Omega excited. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. You might be right, but... Wrestling star. Wrestling star. I'm sorry, he's a bigger wrestling star. Well, I... I, I do want you to know that let me try to find it here I'm just saying the Batista clip is sitting at 8.2 million views yeah I'm not arguing any of that man cause he's a, a, he's a huge star 
but he's not a bigger wrestling star. And that, the double or nothing ticket party still hasn't broke. Yeah, you know why? You, do you know why it hasn't broke five hundred thousand? Because they're because yeah, no. because they're bigger wrestling stars. That's exactly why they're bigger wrestling stars. Because you have to be a wrestling fan, hardcore wrestling fan, to watch that. And they're bigger wrestling stars. I don't know. I don't know. Just like you have to agree to disagree. Uh, Seth. Okay, let me even back up. Something that. WWE also did well this week was setting up this Mania card on Raw and SmackDown and kind of putting more things in line and starting to build a little more momentum. Uh, I thought it was done well. I thought the Shield... uh, See, a lot of people said it was lackluster and they expected something big to happen. I think it's great that nothing big happened. They said, hey, that was it. We don't know what Dean's doing. Whatever that crazy ass is doing. Uh... Seth has business to attend to, and I'm going to go, you know, be Roman. I thought that was fine. And and then Seth handled his business and did a pretty good promo, and Paul did his thing, Heyman did his thing, and I think it started to build a little bit more interest for this match. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. It definitely did a good job of building interest for the match. It was an interesting way to do it. Shelton Benjamin showing up up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, that uh, was that and, was unexpected. That yeah. certainly wasn't predictable. And definitely knowing like the history with Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar, I thought that was very yes. well done. It was a yes. very good moment to build some build some story there without actually having Brock show up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, is this is it gonna build past Kofi Bryan? Is it gonna build past the uh, Raw Women's Triple Threat? Probably not. But I think if there's ever a year for that, this is the year where that should be okay. Uh, I mean, quite honestly, it's nice to see the WWE Championship have more uh, intrigue and interest behind it than the Universal title that's got, what, a two-year or three-year history. Something like that. They don't, you're right, <laughs> so, they don't They don't really show that title the respect it deserves. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, I'm all for it. Uh, another match that we set up and we threw some fuel for that fire, man. It's the match I didn't know I wanted until the promo happened on Tuesday night, and that is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I mean, that promo, that Randy Orton is the Randy Orton I love. Uh, that promo blew me away. I was like, yes, he gives a shit. This is going to be outstanding. Yeah, I mean, that's what's got me excited because, look, we can we can make fun of Randy Orton. We can talk about how he phones it in. Even when this dude phones it in, he's putting on three-star matches. You know what I mean? So the fact that we at least appear to have an invested Viper against AJ Styles, this is like, I mean, and you don't even, you don't need a belt for this match. You don't need a championship. This is a match that if, if Randy stays invested, you know AJ will be, and they can pull this off. This could actually steal the show. I mean, there's literally a possibility of that. Yeah, oh yeah, and you definitely don't need a belt for this. This is a big time match just on names alone. Uh, very and, exciting. Very exciting what we have going on right here. 
And if they build, they continue, you know, they got three weeks to continue to build this feud. If it's, you know, Randy Orton, the atypical built for WWE guy versus AJ Styles, the indie guy who had to claw his way over 15 years to get to this company and now takes credit for SmackDown. I, this is perfect, man. This is this is great, and I am all for it. All for it. Cross our fingers that Randy stays invested. I think he will, and I kind of think he believes a lot of things he's saying. <laughs> I, I honestly, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, this dude really. I really wouldn't be surprised if he really kind of feels this way. It well, it fits. It fits the way he presents himself on Twitter, and that's something I want to get into real quick before we move on to the probably the biggest story of the week, Mike. But fans need to realize, you know, we didn't. It, it, it happened after recording last week. The whole Ronda Rousey little video, wrestling's fake. I don't care. Or I don't think she's. Did she say fake? She might have said fake. I didn't but even watch it. The profanity lace video that was from her personal video show she does on YouTube and fans lost their shit and I was sitting here like guys this is what they want like first of all the fact that you're sitting here talking about how you can't believe WWE would let her say this means that you're being worked like and and that she is being the heel that she needs to be okay you might not like it but she is an outside star and that's how fans initially took her and that's how she's now being presented and I am fine with this I enjoy it but you have to realize guys the social media aspect of WWE is starting to play a bigger role in the storylines on TV is it fair that they want you to follow superstars and understand what's going on when they're not in the ring, maybe not, but it's the world we live in now, and WWE is finally starting to embrace us, and that's where some of these stories are going to be told, and I think that's awesome. It's 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 definitely a change from what we're used to. Uh, it's definitely a change from what we're used to. That's 100% correct. I think that it's a very interesting way to move forward with storytelling, but I also think that it's a way to embrace just technology in the world that we live in now and a way to incorporate it into what they're doing. And then, you know, as a fan, if you're one of the fans, and don't get me wrong, WWE has millions of followers and all that, but if you're one of the fans that, like, that's still that's still only, like, you know, a fraction of the people that actually watch it, you know? Yeah. So if you're one of those fans that does follow it and see it, you get that special feeling of like, oh, you know, maybe I'm seeing something that not everyone knows what's going on right here. Because I'll be honest, I feel kind of out of the loop because I don't pay attention to what they do online so much. Yeah, you do so, usually have to fill you in on it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so it is an interesting thing that they're doing. You know, it, it incorporates fans. It's like a fan interaction almost well it is it's 100 yep. percent fan interaction it's all twitter is fan interaction yeah it's good stuff and it's the way of the future guys so get used to it uh something else that could be in the future man is maybe the first ever uh black wwe champion what do you think mike i think there's a solid possibility listen I i'm gonna be upfront and completely honest with you i don't think I have seen a promo 
with this many people involved, uh, a story with the different kind of characters involved that has hit me as hard as this in a very, very long time. This promo with Kofi, the New Day, and Vince was... I, I mean, I hate to say it, Mike, but it was perfect. It really was, man. They nailed it. It was... There's a lot of emotion. It felt real. It felt very it real. It did feel real. And I think probably because there's a probably a lot of real feelings behind this. And do I think that the stuff that Vince said to Kofi to put him down, that Vince actually feels that way? I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that Vince also feels that Kofi was championship material, but I don't think that he's ignoring what he's hearing, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, even the whole the guy, a guy like me line that Kofi threw out there, we've heard that before, and that was from Triple H to Booker T, you know, and they probably dropped the ball there, so maybe we make a right, we we correct a wrong here? Yeah. Yeah, sure. They, Triple H should have lost that match. Yeah, it, totally, but, you know, I, again, something that probably is understated, something that maybe not everyone picked up on, but the facial expressions of every single guy in that ring, including Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon looked, for once in recent history, thrilled to be out there and doing this. Like, this wasn't even close to the Vince that came out and introduced Charlotte taking uh, uh, Becky's place. Vince McMahon was on his game Tuesday night, and the entire New Day was... Uh, amazing. Kofi's facial expressions when he wasn't talking, when the New Day were bringing up points about Kofi's career and time in the company, it just... It was done so, so well. Yeah, I'm enjoying this evolution of the Mr. McMahon character, where he's he's almost becoming exactly what the internet thinks he is. Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> yeah, like he... It's almost like he's reading Twitter and it's like just going out there being like, oh, Charlotte, huh? Well, I'll just handpick Charlotte. Like, it's outstanding. I love what they're doing. Like, he's like seriously the internet bad guy that everybody makes him out to be. It's outstanding. Uh, yep. He seems to really be having fun with it. And I'm having fun with it. So uh, I, I don't... I Again, it's not one of those things I've seen a lot of complaints about, so... Seems like maybe everybody else for once is kind of enjoying it as well. Yeah, I agree. Now, here's my question. We set up for this gauntlet match next week. Does Kofi win? Now, I'm not saying I don't think... I think, obviously, the match at Mania is Kofi Bryan for the title. But does Kofi win this gauntlet match? I don't think he wins this gauntlet match. Well, because we brought up... We brought up last week about the possibility of something else being thrown in the path of Becky Lynch and how I said that would be insane, that would be ridiculous. But I think this is the story where you could get away with that. This because yeah, I was just getting ready to they, say this story's different. Well, they 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 cooled it off for a minute. Like you know what I mean? Like with that week between with him not being in fast lane, now we're kinda of starting over, so I think it's a possibility that he loses this match, and I don't know how they get him back in there, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's another way we could get him in that match. I mean, I know there is. It's pro wrestling. I can't. I can't fantasy book it out. But I don't think. Like we're gonna get Kofi Bryant at WrestleMania. Yeah, we totally are. I'm with you uh, on the I can't fantasy book it out. It seems impossible for him to win next week, but you know it's pro wrestling, so. <laughs> anything can happen and he does have two other buddies exactly so, again anything can happen um i don't know if he wins it it seems pretty impossible it does seem like the odds are clearly sacked against him which is exactly what they want and the fact that you and i can't sit here and at least try to fantasy book his way in if he loses this match means they're doing something right. Yeah, that's a good thing. Hang hang tight, guys. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, the Wrestling Observer Awards came out, and I just want to talk about them a little bit. And I'm sure you kind of see where I'm going with this. Uh, It's Uncle Dave, so you know what that means. Hang tight, guys. We will be right back. Shock the system. Hold on, hold on. Since I'm not just the co-host of this podcast, but also the producer, I'm making an executive decision. I'm going to cut this in right here so I can get it on the airwaves into the uh, wrestling ether before it actually happens on SmackDown this coming week. I don't know why we couldn't think of it, but clearly Kofi is going to win this gauntlet match because, I mean, what's Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali doing for WrestleMania? Ah... I don't know if I like the idea of, you know, four baby faces, one heel. That being said, Kevin Owens could always go heel in the three weeks leading up to WrestleMania, and we could split the difference. Also, if this is the route they're going, then Kofi should win, and this should be another roadblock added to him, uh, since we're not, doesn't look like we're doing roadblocks for Becky Lynch, which would be insane. Let that story play out. Let this story build a little more. I don't know how I didn't think of it. Back to the action. Alright, Mike. It's time to talk about this. Uh, I sent you some some info. Uncle Dave's Wrestling Observer Awards came out. Uh, this is where is the 40th annual Wrestling Observer Awards. And this is where he has, I believe it's his subscribers, correct? That vote on different categories uh, in pro wrestling for, you know, for this award season, I guess is the way you want to put it. Um, the first thing that caught my eye was, it was a basically a, a link from Ringside News, which is how I even you know, got into this whole thing and wanted to talk about this, Mike, is that WWE was voted the worst promotion of 2018 by Dave Meltzer's fans. Fucking idiots. And I, I, I want to break I hate it. all of you that voted for that. Like, that's just, like, CZW is a thing. <laughs> right. And I don't have access to this voting sheet, but I have to think, first and foremost... Most of these fans are probably American fans that have subscribed to Dave Meltzer. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is broke down. 
and this is why I wanted to start with this, and then we'll actually go over some of these other awards. Uh, they they were voted the worst promotion of 2018 with 612 votes, which seems really small for something I would imagine is as big as Dave Meltzer's damn newsletter. Uh, the comparison numbers, AAA came in for a second worst. They had 156 votes. Impact was third worst, which, look, okay, guys, come on. WWE, for all its faults, is not worse than Impact Wrestling. Right. And I can probably guarantee those 156 votes for AAA, maybe six people actually watch it. Out of those 156 that voted for it. You get where I'm going with this? Yeah. Uh, and then Lucha Underground, let's see how Impact, sorry, got 141 votes. And Lucha Underground was fourth worst with 62 votes. Uh, it, it's just beyond weird. And then, of course, let's see, the article goes on to say, and this is where, this is where it's an oxymoron. WWE came in second for best promotion in 2018. Second. Second for best promotion in 2018. You want to guess what came in first, Mike? I bet you'll never guess. Oh, it probably was not New Japan at all. It was totally New Japan. Yeah. With 5,564 votes, WWE was second with 1,848 votes. So, right off the bat, before we even get into these other categories, Mike, we all obviously can see where this is uh, leaning. And, I mean, to be fair, if you're paying money for a subscription to Dave Meltzer's uh, you know, newsletter, you're probably a, a pretty big fan of his, which means you're going to go for what Dave likes, and Dave's a New Japan mark. That's, I mean... And there's nothing wrong with that, but he clearly, he clearly leans to that side. You know what I mean? Oh, clearly. <laughs> clearly. So, so I wanted to go over some of these with you and kind of see if we agree or disagree and, and can kind of unspin this. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. So the 40th annual Observer Awards, uh, these are some of the categories. We might not touch on all these. We'll just see how we're doing on time. But uh, on my list, the first one I got, the Luthez slash Ric Flair Award for Wrestler of the Year. The winner was Kenny Omega. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I don't think he's a bigger wrestling star than Dave Batista, but I'll give him Wrestler of the Year. <laughs> Nothing on that? You don't, you don't want to respond to that? No, nah, because you're wrong. <laughs> All right, match of the year, Omega versus Okada from Dominion. And I think that you would totally agree with that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I think that's what I picked last year from this from a match of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, again, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I might differ on that, but that being said, I understand why it won. And, uh, again, I would probably, I'd put it right up there, too. Uh, feud of the year. Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Champa. I like this, and I think that that's fair, and I think that that's the right call. Yeah, it sounds good to me. That was our pick as well, I believe. I believe so. And 
there hasn't been any sustainable feud that had this much storytelling behind it in the year 2018. That's for damn sure. I mean, Jericho Omega was great, but it, it was short-lived. And I know we're revisiting it, but it's a new year, and we still haven't seen anything but a you know a few things here and there. I think this just is done so well, and I'm hoping that we get a continuation and finally get a resolution to this feud because it, dude, this this story has the potential to be one of the pro wrestling's best told story ever, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's got potential to be an all time great, and I would like to see it play itself out finally. Get yeah, the opportunity me too. To. Maybe not finally, but get the opportunity to. Now here's where. I think a slant leans. Uh, most outstanding wrestler, Kenny Omega. Now, he won Wrestler of the Year. And I guess it's hard to not, not... I don't know how these nominations go. I don't know if it's a blank slate. I don't know if he gives people choices. Um, I think if someone wins Wrestler of the Year, this probably should go to someone else. That being said, I guess the Wrestler of the Year is probably the most outstanding wrestler, so... How do you feel about that? Is there anyone else you think could have took that spot? I, I think there's a lot of people that could have taken that spot. I think Will Ospreay. Uh, That's fair. I think Will Ospreay has a real good shot at it. I think Pentagon Jr. Yeah, I can see that. Had a shot at it. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Nah, I take Zack Sabre Jr. off there. Uh, but I think there are, yeah, I think there were other people that could have won it. But I'm not going to argue it. Seth Rollins And again, what about, it. I was going to say, what about Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano? Gargano could have got it. Um, yeah, there's lots of different people out there. Okay, uh, next on our list was Tag Team of the Year, and who do you think won? Oh, man, knowing Dave Meltzer, I'm sure he picked the Usos. <laughs> yeah, totally. The Usos, uh, definitely, definitely. No, yep. you're wrong. Uh, the Young Bucks, but it should have been the Usos. I'm sorry, it should have been the Usos. I'm okay with either. <laughs> I mean, clearly, uh, clearly the Young Bucks had a great year, but man, on the biggest stage that there is, and I'm going to argue that point to the end, the Usos have delivered time and time and time again, and they're probably one of the most consistent tag teams in a long, long time. And I just think that I think that they should be recognized for that. Okay, Rookie of the Year, Ronda Rousey. I think that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, I don't think it was really like an arguable choice. Even I, I, I don't, I don't think there's like anyone that you could even put up there to argue. I, I, I just really don't think that there's anyone else you could argue with it. So no, I don't think that anyone had a better rookie year. Than Ronda Rousey. Yep, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, most improved of the year, Hangman Adam Page. I like this a lot. When I read it, I was like, "Oh, good choice. Good. It really is." I, I, I'm sure there's arguments that could be made, but I think, dude, that guy's got a bright future ahead of him, no matter. No matter what happens with AEW, whether it flourishes, whether it's a one and done, I mean, this guy's going to be making waves in the pro wrestling world. 
yeah, he's got a really good future in front of him. One of the brightest out of anyone in wrestling right now. He's young. He's part of the, a really good group to be a part of right now in wrestling. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, everything's looking solid for him right now. He, all he has to do is just not develop a coke problem. Or, or marry a bitch. Well, you know, all on, and both of those are still possibilities. Fair. <laughs> all right. Uh, gimmick of the year was won by Velveteen Dream. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. It's really. I, I can't think of a gimmick better than that. No, I can't either. I mean,. I like it. I think that he's another one kind of right there with uh, with Adam Page. It's just young and has time on his side and obviously has the tools and is developing them. And I think that, dude, this guy could be a major player for a really long time. Really long time. All right. Best interviews slash promo guy of the year. Daniel Bryan, and I don't have a problem with it. I'm just kind of surprised by it. I'm surprised by it too, mostly because it was so late in the year that he came on. But does it right? But does Dave's year run from January to J- December? Dude, I don't know. It's Dave Meltzer. He does whatever he wants. Right. So you know, maybe if it's. <laughs> Maybe if his year runs weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can't tell you. Um, we already did promotion of the year. Major show of the year, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion. Uh, again, I think a lot of people would agree with that. I cannot remember the event that we ended up settling on. I'd have to go back and look up the notes. Um, Evolution. Was it Evolution? I think and Evolution won. I voted for this, though. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for the all-in show. Uh, that being said, it was standalone, so maybe not. Um, I, I wouldn't debate this. I I mean, hey, to each their own. It's a big, big variety, and I think it definitely... I think there's two or three shows that could fit into this category, and I think any of them would have been a good answer, and I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Best best weekly TV show. NXT. And I don't think you can argue that. Nah, you can't really. NXT, as far as weekly performances and weekly TV shows go, no, of course you can't argue that NXT isn't <laughs> it. is the best. As far as a yep. weekly show goes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I agree. Alright, North American MVP. Who do you think they got, Mike? Uh, North American MVP, uh, AJ Styles. You would be correct, sir. Knowing Dave, AJ Styles. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's, I mean, to be fair, these could be slanted anyway. Dave wants them to. Uh, AJ Styles, North American MVP. I would totally agree with that. He's carried SmackDown on his back for the better part of the year. Uh, it is the uh, he has the face that runs the place, the champ that runs the camp, even though he's currently not a champ. 
Uh, and he's earned it. No matter what you say, he's earned it. Japanese MVP. Who do you think that might be? Oh, Dave. Dave probably picked someone like Tomohiro Ishii. No, it was Kenny Omega. <laughs> it's totally Kenny Omega. Uh, he wins all the Japanese and major awards here. Uh, Mexican MVP. Shit, I don't know. Pentagon Jr.? <laughs> it was L.A. Park. Uh, I, I don't know enough about it to discuss it. L.A. Park? Uh, that sounds a lot like La Parca. Just spelled a, just spelled a different way. I, I think I recall hearing there's some kind of uh, dispute over that, and that's why it's L.A. Park. Uh, copyrights are a damn bitch, aren't they? European MVP he gave to Walter. So, I, I mean... Of the four MVPs, two of them are WWE products. Even though Walter's a new addition, he still is a WWE product at the time. Uh, and then women's wrestling MVP. Who do you think they picked, Mike? Women's wrestling MVP. Women's wrestling MVP. Charlotte? Other half. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Uh, I think it's the right answer, especially for this year and the build-up that she's had. Uh, let's see. This is a weird category. Non-heavyweight. I don't know why you just wouldn't say cruiserweight or lightweight, but non-heavyweight MVP uh, was Will Ospreay. Um, again, I mean, I'd say that Buddy Murphy has been amazing, th doing amazing things, but that no. being said, the no. focus... The focus isn't there, so I think picking someone from a, a company that actually cares about light heavyweight wrestling is the right answer. <laughs> well, okay. uh, it's not even a light heavyweight anymore. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, most charismatic wrestler of the year. He picked Naito. Or they picked Naito. I think that's um, outstanding. That's a great choice. It's a good choice. Uh, again, like, I'm sure there's people that wouldn't even know who that is, so I think it's odd. But for the Wrestling Observer, it definitely fits. Uh, the Dan the Brian Danielson Award. I did not know that he had an award, but this is for the best. How do you give an award for someone who's still active and name it after him? I thought that was really weird, too. <laughs> like, I did. Like, I'm not even going to play games. I thought that was really weird that they named that after him. But whatever. Like, he's dead or something. Yeah. Uh, well, he is the new Daniel Bryan. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. won this award. I'm going to try to fly through some of these. Um, I I mean, I think it should be Daniel Bryan, don't you? <laughs> yeah, if it's named after him. No, um... Who won it? Did you say Zack Sabre Jr.? Yes, I Zach Sabre I think, Jr. I think that was probably the best choice for this year. Uh, the Bruiser Brody Award. This is the best brawler, and that is to Ishii. I don't want to mispronounce his first name. You want to try that one, Mike? Tomohiro. Tomohiro. That's what I thought it looked like, but I'm, I'm bad You know, here's Japanese the thing. Names. I'm going to give you a tip on Japanese names, okay? It's, uh, you say it exactly like it looks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I'm still not good with it. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know enough to to make a statement on this. I I mean, there's definitely some good brawlers. 
I think, all around the world. I think it came down to him or Minoru Suzuki, and Suzuki works more of a strong style and less of a brawler style. So, okay. this was the best choice you could get. I will. I, will I don't take think your that there was anyone. I don't think there's anyone in WWE currently that even I, works a brawler know, style as I like on the yeah, level I, like that. I can't even think of anyone that's really a brawler style in WWE. Maybe Dean Ambrose. Maybe. Dean Ambrose Maybe. works a brawler style for sure. Um, that's pretty much it. I'd like to say Barrett Corbin, but he doesn't. He works a power style. Yeah, and Strowman's a power style. Yeah, same with Drew McIntyre. Samoa yeah. Joe's a brawler. Yeah, I can see that. Core, at his core, he's a brawler. He's got elements of technician and submission. Yeah, he's a he's, and he's high very flyer. well rounded. But yeah. at his core, he's a brawler. I think. Yep. Uh, uh. Yeah, I would agree. All right. High flyer of the year uh, went to Will Osprey. Fair. It's fair, but man, I'm telling you what, Ricochet is just unreal. Oh and man. I I I don't I, I that I I'm sorry. There's no one better. If you look at the whole year, though, he spent a lot of time not really... What am I looking to say here? He had some downtime, man. Like, in between the transition from one to the other. But, man, he's been... And I'm not flying take on a rocket ever him, since, so I I don't know. I, I I guess I won't argue the point. Will Ospreay just, just had such a good year. Uh, yeah, that, that is fair. Most underrated, Finn Balor. I mean, it's hard to deny that. Uh, non wrestler of the year, Paul Heyman. Best commentator of the year, Kevin Kelly. Mm, Corey Graves. Corey Graves is yeah. a commentator, though, is he? He's color. He's he's color. I don't. It's the they same don't have. Shit. It's the same. They don't shit, have right? color on here, so I think it's the same shit. And I would also say Corey Graves. I know a lot of people don't like him. Um, and I, you know what? I want to even want to take that back. I think it might be Morrow. Oh, Morrow, Morrow! It's easily Morrow. He makes everything feel so legit, and I can't believe. That Kevin Kelly would beat him out in that category. Uh, best Booker of the Year, Gato, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, WWE doesn't have bookers. <laughs> uh, it's Vince, and you're not going to, you know, it is what it is. Promoter of the Year. Uh, here's another Japanese name, Mike. Taka Kinada? Kid, Kid and I? Did I say that right? Taka I, Kid and I? I don't know. I wasn't familiar with that name. Okay, well, we'll pretend like I said it right. Uh, this one I have a problem with. All right, move of the year. What do you think it is, Mike? Oh, dude, it's the one wing angel. Come on, <laughs> come Mike, on. What do you think it is? It's move the one wing of angel. the year. Do you agree with you? You're. I know you're a a huge New Japan fan. Do you agree with this? No, because I personally am always going to love the curb stomp. I I would say that that is also the move of the year. Uh, my Especially since is, it came back this year. 
Yes, and dude, come on. Is the one-winged angel not one of the most convoluted finishing moves you could ever think of? Oh, it's up? fucking absurd. It's fucking absurd. Like, it, it would never fly in the WWE because he doesn't he can't get it off fast enough. It's 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 insane. Like that I don't even think it oh, hate me for this one. I don't even think it looks that cool. No, nah, there's nothing. It's a Michinoku driver with a bunch of bullshit before it. Exactly. And I mean the stomp, I mean, I think personally the best finishing move is the Stone Cold Stunner or the RKO Diamond Cutter, whatever you want to call it, because it can be hit out of kind of nowhere uh, on anyone, and I think the stomp is the next thing in line, man, and I just, this is just people, you know, tending into Dave's little favorites, and I just think that makes this whole list seem absurd. <laughs> uh most overrated, uh, and this is by their promotion, not by the fans. So this is saying who is overrating a talent and or what talent is overrated or given more more importance than they should be by their promotion. And the winner of that was Baron Corbin. And, man, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I like Baron Corbin. Am I the only person that still likes Baron Corbin? No, I and we're going to get to that. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going because I agree with you. Um, I don't think he's overrated at all. I think he's probably right where he needs to be, especially at this point in time. We'll get into that. Uh, worst commentator of the year, John, Jonathan Coachman. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, is he worse than Byron Saxton? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, worst major show of the year, WWE Crown Jewel. Again, I didn't even watch it, so hey, we'll agree with that. Had too much, too much drama around it to to qualify as anything good. Worst weekly major TV show of the year, WWE Raw. I, again, come on, guys. Really, Impact is a worst. Worst of the year, Impact is on TV. I mean, you can't find it, but I hear it's on TV. Come on, guys. Really. Uh, worst match of the year, Brothers of Destruction versus, uh, DX. Again, didn't see it. That being said, Triple H finished a match, uh, with a torn peck. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It was probably not a good match, but I bet there were worse matches this year. But with that said, yeah. this probably deserved to be worst match of the year. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, worst feud of the year, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Uh, oh. I mean, did we really have a feud? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That was a feud. I I mean, I guess if you're calling it a feud, it probably is the worst feud, but, you know, it is what it is. We already did worst promotion, which was WWE, and they were also the best, their second best promotion, so figure that one out. Uh... Here's the last one, and this is why I said we circle back to it. Worst gimmick of the year, Constable Corbin. I could not disagree more with that statement. I thought that that gimmick worked very well for him. It always it it always had a limited window that it was going to work. They used that limited window up, and then they went on with it. I, I think, man, I think really, like, him getting shit the 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 show the bad quality of the show getting pinned on him 
I, even though everyone knows that's not the case, I think that it might play into the fact of why people voted that. But, dude, that gimmick had a lot of potential with him making matches for himself and changing matches as they were going and this, that, and the other. And I thought it was great. And I think that it could have continued if they didn't have to swerve and change things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. It could have continued. But, so, you know, it didn't. It didn't. It I didn't. just, I just, it had, I, I just don't think it had much left to it other than that. What they did, I mean, I'm sure there was more to it that they could have done. Like I said, I agree with you. There's, you know, maybe it had more, but I didn't feel it stay, it overstayed its welcome. And to me, that, that's getting out of the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, alright, I, I guess that kind of rounds it up. Before we go, Mike, I'll throw this to you. I'm not sure if you saw this or not. You probably did, but we'll kind of surprise you here. WWE had an ad running on the network. Uh, I saw a screenshot, so I don't know if this is a video ad, if it was like a, a place card they put up for WrestleMania. And on that card, or on that picture, I should say, was Finn Balor, Demon King. Good. It's about time we got the demon at Mania. <laughs> so I don't know if they they messed up and teased something they weren't supposed to yet, or it's just a point that this is the storyline we're getting to. I, I don't know if this is... I would assume this isn't going to, you know, be about the Intercontinental Championship, wouldn't you? Uh, honestly, when he lost the Intercontinental Championship this week, I kind of thought to myself, this is so we can do the, the demon at Mania. Yeah, and if it is, I'm totally good with it. It's it's legit. It, all they all this was was so that Balor could come out and win the title back and have a big WrestleMania moment and do the demon. Yep, and it'll be a fantastic entrance. You got anything oh. else you want to say, Mike? No. It, well, hold on now. <laughs> do you think that if the big show... Oh, shit. No, wait. This was a tag team, wasn't it? What's that? Big Show and Jericho? Yeah, Jericho. Come on, man. Damn it, man. That's where I was <laughs> going. That's where I was going with this this week. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You got to come up with another one on the spot. Guys, man, I say hold it on real fast. I didn't say this earlier, but uh, I never thought I'd say this, but... I miss Enzo. <sighs> yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, man. I hope he's doing okay. I'm sure he's doing fine. He's got this janitorial job going on. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing good. Man. Do you think? I'm sure he is. Do you think that he thinks about us? I assume we'll like get a rap song about us, right? That'd be nice. It would be nice. Make me feel special. Hey, goofy little bastard. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week.